0: This time, on Holy Ghost Notes. Oh, man. This this is just not okay. super weird.
1: I want to do something crazy. The best.
0: There's buku bucks being spent on this. I
1: don't have a cool zill belt like you do, so...
0: What's up, everybody? This is Tim, and Matt is not here right now. (laughs) Uh, And it's super weird, not gonna lie, um... A little backstory. Matt is very busy. Um, if you haven't heard yet, August Burns Red is going to be doing a live stream event where they play through uh, their album Thrill Seeker in its entirety with uh, some messengers on encores. Uh, so Matt has been very busy with various different things, uh, actually mostly farming, I think, but um, with August Burns Red stuff in the mix He was not able to carve out any time to get this recorded before the release. So here I am taking it on solo, hoping that it goes well. We'll find out. I guess uh, you guys can be the judge of that. Um, I'm not going to waste your time. We've got a really good interview here for you guys. Uh, I'm very excited for you to hear it. And um, yeah, a little bit about our guests today. This is our very first female that we've had on the show. Um, I don't, I don't really know why it took us so long, um, but what I will say is that this was an awesome interview, uh, a refreshing interview, uh, an insightful interview, and and Sarah is just awesome. So yeah, they're the cats out of the bag. Sarah Thauer uh, is on the show with us today, um, and Matt and I just left this conversation. Uh we, we like hung up the phone and we were just saying, like, man, I feel like so peaceful, like so refreshed, uh, so happy. And that was really um the vibe of this interview. Um Sarah's just awesome. The atmosphere that she uh brings to a room, um, even though this was over a Zoom call technically. Um it's just special, and and I think that some of the things that we covered um, in this interview were things that we've never talked about before and things that uh, are important. So I'm excited for you guys to hear it. Um, before we get into it, uh, I'm going to make some cool announcements. Um, so for those of you who are watching this, I don't know if it's out on YouTube yet um, on the release date, um, but whenever you do get to watch it, you probably notice I'm wearing this pretty cool hoodie i'm going to show you the back of it too real quick and uh yeah these are for sale now so check out shop.theholyghostnotes.com we just released uh t-shirts and hoodies and a new sticker and they're all up there for you to purchase at your leisure so um shout out to the inner circle for um helping support the podcast, and enabling us to order some new merch. Uh, um, We've been trying to do this for a while, and it's exciting that it's finally happened. So um, yeah, head on over to shop.theholyghostnotes.com if you're interested, and uh, we got some cool new merch up there for you. Additionally, I just brought up the Inner Circle. Might as well go right into that. We have a Patreon, um, and I say this every single episode, so I'm starting to sound like a broken record, but long story short, Uh, We've got an awesome group of people supporting us, helping us keep this podcast going. Um, Our goal from day one uh, was to keep this podcast ad-free and free of charge and just um, keep the authenticity and do what we love to do, talk about drums and talk about faith and uh, talk to cool guests. And um, we plan on continuing to do that, and our Patreon supporters are the number one reason uh, why we're able to continue doing this. So um, if you're interested in getting involved in supporting us in uh, helping us grow, check out patreon.com slash Notes. And um, as a thank you for your support, we do have some cool perks. Uh, I'm not going to go into detail, um, but uh, a bunch of cool stuff for you guys up there. Uh, the coolest thing is probably just getting to be a part of the community that we have growing under the name of Holy Ghost Notes. Um our inner circle are some of the coolest people in the world. And um yeah, the conversation that's going back and forth and and the participation that's happening, um, they are just as much a part of this podcast at this point as Matt and I are. So um yeah, go check it out. Patreon.com slash holy ghost notes. And um yeah, I'm not going to waste your time um, I hope you guys are doing well, I hope you're having a great day today, Um, and I hope that this interview makes your day a little better. So here we go, Sarah Thauer, enjoy.
2: Hi, and welcome to Holy Ghost Notes. This is Matt and Tim, and we have very special guest, Sarah on. Sarah, how are you? I'm doing
1: fantastic. How are you both? Nice.
2: Doing good. Doing great.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We're
2: happy to have you on here. We were just talking that, you know, we have yet to have a female guest, and shame on us for taking our time, but none better than you um, to be on this (laughs) show. I'm glad that I was able to meet you earlier this year at Zildjian Live Mm mm-hmm uh man what a good time we were even featured in a video together walking to a hardware store (laughs) check it out
1: (laughs) with all the cats
2: check it out the cats yeah Uh, that's cool have you not seen that tim i haven't i'll have to go check it out (laughs) yeah maybe we can showcase that um in the lead up to this to this episode coming out yeah that'd be that'd be cool
0: yeah so i didn't even know you guys knew each other sarah you came up on my instagram feed i guess i follow a hashtag that you use or something um uh-huh. So I saw a few your videos, and I was like, "Man, she's incredible!" And <laughs> so I texted Matt right away. I was like, "Any chance we could get Sarah on the show?" And he's like, "Yeah, actually, I I just did Zildjian Live with her, so it actually worked out. It was pretty pretty neat how it did how things came together." Yeah. So first off, I just want to make sure that we can get your last
2: name right because I was talking to Aaron <laughs> Spears, and a couple <laughs> weeks ago, and he's like, "Dude." I got her last yeah. name wrong. So help us out so that we yeah. don't make the same mistake.
1: Yeah, you know what? I gave him a whole yelling and a lot of curse words. For that, <laughs> yeah. By the way, yeah. so I'll, I'll save it for you guys. Yeah. So, <laughs> so the last name is Thauer, like power or hour. Okay. Cool. Nice.
2: All right. So yeah. yeah. So Sarah Thauer, I I would have messed that yeah. up too. So yeah. I am empathetic yeah. towards Aaron. <laughs> um, I actually thought he did a phenomenal job. Right? At Zildjian he Live. Did. Yeah. Yeah, he's just a charismatic person. Um I thought one of the funniest moments was when he came out and um I think it might have been for for mine, but he's he said something like, "Wow, I'm going to be totally messed up when I go home and I walk in the door like I am here every time and there's no applause for me because every t- every time he walks in everyone's like,
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> you know, no golf <laughs> clap, like full-blown Yeah, I was so fun. So So, thank you so much for joining us. Um, For those that don't know who you are, that are, um, you know, avid listeners to this podcast, talk a little bit about who you are, uh, what you do for a job, um, how long you've been playing, all that stuff.
1: Yeah, so I'm based in Toronto, Canada. Um, I started playing drums at about age two, Uh, self-taught, and I was first played on stage at age five my dad's a musician primarily like indian Bollywood, that kind of stuff cool and um, i grew up playing a lot of percussion indian music is based on a lot of percussion right and it's funny because my dad was a band leader and he would hire hmm. different instrumentalists and he saw that i had this passion for drums and percussion and he bought me like three kits and a bunch everything that i wanted but he's like i'm not putting you in drum lessons and i'm like how dare you not put me in (laughs) drum lessons? And he's like, Sarah, I'm trying to protect you because who wants to, like, carry all this random metal and gear and you have to arrive first and leave last and nobody cares about you? So my mom and my dad trying to protect me, they put me in piano classes and singing classes for, like, 15 years of my life, but no drum kit lessons. (laughs) Of course. So, crazy. So my, I feel like from age 2 to age 18 was, like, the first... Part of my life where it was listening to Indian music and listening to percussion and bringing it onto the drum set. So mm-hmm. when I played Kit and Little a plug here if you check out my YouTube channel and check back to 2009 Mm -hmm. you'll see me playing percussion and drum set in a very organic and percussive way Mm -hmm. then I went to university York University in Toronto got the Oscar Peterson scholarship and I went to study jazz there and I feel like that was the second half of my life getting into fusion you know picking up a stick control book and sing a patient book and I feel like now I'm at this part of my life where I'm touring doing a lot of session work well I was touring you know six months back (laughs) yeah Um, (laughs) sure (laughs) And um, playing a bunch of different genres of music, like I played gospel music in a church for six years, play a lot of Indian music, a lot of Cuban music, a lot of uh, jazz. Toronto is known for a lot of versatility in terms of genres and do a lot of traveling. And now I'm writing a lot of my own music and tend to dabble in a lot of different things. Hmm. It's fun.
2: That is cool. cool. So the one thing that I noticed about you, uh, as Tim said, we just met earlier this year in January, I believe it was. Yeah. Yeah feels like an eternity ago um uh was so we did rehearsals on a monday and we did the performance for zildjian live on a tuesday so the way it worked is there were eight drummers uh you and i were two of the eight and um the rehearsal day was kind of stressful because it's like as quickly as you can get done with your song that spot uh uh, spot was the md spot arranged it you sit down you get your kit ready and and i was saying to you i was like so what's your song like or no, I'm sorry, Aaron asked you, what's your song like? Are you happy with it? And I was there, and, and you're like, well, actually, <laughs> actually, um, I don't have a song yet. It's like, oh, wait. So that caught my attention because obviously you, you're recording the next day for this pretty high-profile shoot. You didn't have a song yet. And so I was, I was trying to figure out how you were going to do this, and um, I'm sure you were as well. My question is, why did you, why did you decide that a song that Sput sent you wasn't the right song? And how did that give you the confidence? Where did you find the confidence to say, you know what, I could go with this, this would be the easy pathway, I could spend time with the song, show up, be super pro about it, be prepared, way less stress, (laughs) for sure. But yet you said, no, 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 I need to find the right song. What was that process like for you?
1: So he, Spud is amazing and he's a musical genius. Yes. And um, I Mm. did Vic Firth Live about two years ago. Okay. And Spud sent me a great song and I just felt like the song that he wrote for me this time was very similar to that. And I feel like some people, when they associate me, they think of, like, Indian rhythms or Indian grooves. And I'm like, I'm a lot more than that, you know. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, I don't want to do that for Zildjian Live. Mm -hmm. I want to do something crazy Mm -hmm. and, like, a big solo or something. Yeah. And I think he was on a cruise or something with his band. So we didn't have any time to do anything. So we... The night before, I I got to the studio and saw everybody rehearse, mm-hmm. like from nine in the morning, and I waited until midnight, and then Sput's like, okay, what do you want your song to be? <laughs> I'm like, okay, I'm feeling something in three, okay, maybe something in seven too. And then he wrote something for maybe like forty five minutes to an hour. We did it. We I ran through it once or twice, and then the next day was just go. And I feel like, um, I feel like I practice hard enough to. I don't practice to perfect a song. I practice so I can be flexible in any situation and song that I want to play. So I guess that that's where the confidence kind kind of kicks in for me. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to lie. I was so nervous that day, that for sure, because of everybody who was surrounding me. But I feel like I'm a very spontaneous player. I don't like to plan things because for me, I feel like the best moments in my life musically happens in the unknown. Mm -hmm. So I was just like, I'm going to give it a go and be as authentic as I can and give it a break. God, you like it. Great. You don't even better. What can
2: you do? (laughs) Okay. So we're supposed to go back and forth. Tim and I, Tim, I'm sorry. I'm just, I, I wish Tim was there to see this. I wish everyone that's listening. If you're listening to this right now, go watch Sarah perform this because what I saw was something that I had never seen before. And it contrasts what I do to the nth degree. So I had 10 days I had about 10 days with my song and I spent two to three hours a day. Two to three hours a day right here in my studio. That's the kind of drummer I am. I saw you step into this place where the night before you're hearing the song for the first time, I'm watching Sput write the song in the moment, (laughs) right? And I know there's 20, what were there, 21 cameras for that shoot? (laughs) Something like that. It was like a, a, it was a six digit budget. I mean, there's Buku Bucks being spent on this project, Mm -hmm. and here you are, like, I'll figure this out, and I'm gonna do it. We stayed until, like, 3 a.m., right? We watched Mm -hmm. all of the rehearsals, and, of course, you were last, but you were actually watching all of the drummers before you, whereas, you know, some of the other guys would show up from the hotel, or I I went for a walk just to get out of the building, but you were in the control room the whole time, just, like, checking Mm -hmm. out all the performances, soaking everything up like a sponge. And I I I thought that that was... I thought that that was unique, but then I was just very, um, I I learned a lot by watching you be so spontaneous and also confident in the moment because those mm. two things seem to be in conflict. So I want you to talk a little bit about that. I know you just talked about preparing and um, how when you practice, it's not not mutually exclusive with with being prepared, but how how do you build confidence when you go into a situation that you don't feel prepared for?
1: I have to definitely talk to myself. Um because I feel like what is that thing called? It's called imposter syndrome where you feel like you don't belong or you're not mm. good enough. And I tell myself that um like God made me, God made all of us and like there's nobody Better than each other. We are all made in a very special way, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I've been fortunate that I was called in this situation. I'm just gonna give whatever I got, mm-hmm. and and it's I don't know. I have I I don't like the word good or bad. I don't believe that there's good or bad. I believe that there's perspective. Huh. You know, your color, your favorite color can be green, and your favorite color can be blue, and you can argue for like a hundred years. Blue is better. No green is better. No blue is better. <laughs> but it's like there's no right answer. So that's why I just told myself that some people may like it. Some people may not. I have to love myself because I believe that God created me and I'm doing a disservice if I am not confident and I don't believe in myself. Hmm. So that's where my confidence comes from is, is just being true to who I am and, from whom I was created. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: I like that. Yeah, that's good. Tim told me not to spend too much time on Zildjian Live, and here I am the first 10 minutes. So, Tim, take <laughs> it away. I could talk to Sarah <laughs> okay. all day about Zildjian Live. because No, you actually... It, it was uh, just incredible. Sarah
0: answered my question like my the next two questions for me pretty much in uh in a matter of like five minutes so (laughs) I've been scrambling trying to figure out what the heck I'm going to ask but uh good Uh, we can keep talking about Zildjian (laughs) (laughs) live so um Sarah I saw a picture of you recently on Instagram uh I guess you were probably like two years old playing drums um I love that there's actually I I have pictures of of me uh at around the same age, doing the same thing, so it, it hit home. Um, you talked a little bit about when you started to take drums seriously, but um, we talk a lot about um, motivation. In fact, more recently we've been talking about what motivates you and, and how that can um, carry you mm-hmm. and propel you as a drummer or a musician. Uh, and I'm curious to know, you know at around 2 or, or 12 or whenever you t- started taking it seriously, what was the motivation behind... Advancing as a drummer.
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) I felt, for me, it was just love for the drums. Mm. And it was like this weird, natural, organic love and attraction that I had for it. And it's like the more my parents said no, I feel like the more I was drawn towards it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) And you know what I found as a kid? It's like as a kid, you're just so creative and you like to have fun. And I feel like when I when I went to university, I actually got declined from like every school that I applied for. And it really? was extremely devastating mm. yeah. because yeah, I'm here sorry. I'm playing gigs and everyone's like, Sarah, you're so talented and I'm getting views online and playing gigs. And yet all these rejections are coming in because I didn't know how to read and whatever, all the sophisticated sure. things that you're supposed to know in school. Mm. So, um, I just feel like when you're a child, there's no labels, You know, when I went on the kit, it wasn't like, oh, my God, I have to do German grip perfectly Mm -hmm. or I have to do this perfectly. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And it's just like, man, just have fun. And I think that's how that love for drums and music just continued to organically grow. Mm -hmm. I love Mm -hmm.
0: that. That's great. So so uh, what does uh, your creative process look like for for writing drums? And I know you mentioned that you've been actually writing your own music as well. So what does that creative process look like for you now?
1: Oh man, like I am so grateful for the internet, Instagram, and all that stuff yeah. because I feel like I'm just like <laughs> posting like random drum stuff and like the best, s- yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> like
1: soloing to like drum loops and stuff. There you but, go. Yeah, it really helps with creativity. Like, I'll sit down. And I'm like, okay, let's just be present right now. I'll turn on a loop or something I'm listening to and I'll pick a time signature and I'll be like, okay, what am I feeling? And then like maybe hit one note, pick a groove. Then I always think in theme and variation. So you have one theme, go away from the theme. Come back to the theme, go away from the theme. If you like that theme, stick to it. If you don't, change it up. So Mm. it's just that simple.
2: That's cool. What do you mean by that, by theme?
1: So theme, like, okay, if I pick a groove that's, um, boom. So that's my theme. here's a variation hmm. This is nice yeah.
2: So yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
1: theme and variation I like this theme
2: yeah. <laughs> Man I can never do what you just did. I would be playing Blast Beats, just...
1: (laughs) Well, I can't play Blast Beats, and I don't have a cool Zillbell like you do, so...
2: (laughs) I can get you one.
1: Okay, I'll take you up
0: on that. (laughs) That's two episodes straight that Matt has... Nonchalantly plugged his blast up. Yeah.
2: Yeah, that was a little more abrasive this time. The last one I didn't even I think someone else brought it up for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cobis. Alex, I think. Oh, Alex did. That's right. That's right. It was Alex. (laughs) Oh my. That's funny. Man. So that's hilarious. So I I was on Warp Tour years ago. Have you been to a Warp Tour?
1: No. Okay.
2: Yeah, it's kinda it's a different world. Feels like a different lifetime now, but First time I did Warp Tours two thousand eight. There was a female drummer on the stage that we played on. And um I remember people talking about her. Like she was um she was good for a drum uh, she was good for a girl. She was a good drummer for a girl. There was sort of that dot 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 for a girl. And it, it weirded me out because it's like I, I would watch her play and she was just a really good drummer. I didn't I didn't really I didn't really understand the, the the sentiment behind separating someone who's good at something and what they look like or, you know, their gender or whatever it is. It just, it was just weird. But, but that was one of the only times that I had heard something like that, heard someone talk like that. In the music industry, I haven't seen a lot of, um, you know, of 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 struggles for, you know, someone like you that's drumming and trying to make a career for yourself. That was one time I definitely did. So I'm just curious, because I wouldn't know, um, is, are, there, are there circumstances or are there instances where you're like, man, this, this is just not okay. I, I'm, I'm struggling because I'm a female in a predominantly male uh, drumming field. Um, or have you found that it's, it's a pretty good industry to be in and you're not, you're not meeting a lot of that, that backlash?
1: You know what? I think it's like 50/50. So, being a female drummer and, you know, always being or most of the time being the only female in the room, um I feel like I don't fit in in a lot of situations. Like if I look around the room, everybody is a guy or they have something in common. For me, it's like I don't see a lot of Indian drummers in North America really taking it professionally. And I don't see women on top of that. So I'm always the odd one out. Hmm. Hmm. And I find that when you enter in a room or if you want to build some friendships, the first thing to do for me is to find common and similarities between all of us. Hmm. So sometimes I've had to like pretend, not pretend I'm a guy, but I just forget. I put on this face that I forget I'm a girl of Indian heritage and just think that we're all human. And as soon as I do that, we're having a fantastic
2: time. Yeah, that's great. I love that. Yeah, you know, it's, it's yeah. like, that's the best answer because it's, it's, uh, it's like the analogy, Tim, we've talked about this where I talked to a surfer years ago and they're like all the BS that you talk about when you're on, sh- um, on land, as soon as you get yeah. in the water and you start surfing, it doesn't matter because you're surfing with other people who are surfing. And that's the, right. that's part of the beauty of drumming. I love that about our instrument. The fact that when yes. you're playing, Nobody sees anything but what they hear. And in your case, what yeah. they see, because you are, you are just an awesome drummer to watch because you are yourself. It is so refreshing mm-hmm. to see drummers who smile and don't try to be anything other than what they are when they're playing. It's very, very, very refreshing. So people see that in you, but, they, but as importantly and more importantly, they hear what you're creating, your art. And I like that drumming is the great leveler for um you know for the world it needs we need to find that safe that 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 solace in the thing that we love and anyone that yeah. you know i'm I'm sure there are some trash people who don't fit into the criteria i just laid out but a negligible amount i hope and and um you know certainly something that we need to keep talking about as a community yeah. but I, I am it does help me to understand that well, that when you walk into a room, it's, it's, you're not having the same experience I am. And I'm not, Mm -hmm. I'm not, I haven't really thought about that because, um, obviously I, I I have my own struggles, you know, I have Mm -hmm. my own things that I have to battle against, but, um, what do you think that we need to do to, um, make progress in that area as a drumming community?
1: I definitely feel like for one, like whenever I walk in a room, i 'm always being judged, like when i 'm on tour and i 'm walking onto the stage, it's everyone just looks at me like i don't know anything, I can't play anything, and i'm like like okay, that means like I have to prove my okay i don't have to prove myself, but i 'm choosing to prove myself <laughs> so i don't get like
0: yeah like disrespected yeah, yeah.
1: or and it 's like, why do you have to look at me and think less of me right when you look at me so that's one big struggle, and I feel one way that we can move past this is um gender equality. It's not that women are better than men or men are better than women. Is that we are all equal. Yeah. Whatever hey, men's yeah. men have as rights, women should have as rights. Right. Mm. So it's just like when there's guitar center drum off, encourage girls to go for a guitar center right. drum exactly. off. Right, exactly. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. You know? yeah, like every lineup that you see, majority it's guys, and, and that's the normal. And if there's one girl, oh, there's one girl. What if there was a lineup of all girls? Would that be mm-hmm. abnormal? Why is that abnormal? Like for the goal should be is that should be the normal. Mm-hmm. We're just gender blind. We're embracing our gender and who we are, but we are all equal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: So yeah. If, if, yeah. if you're listening to this, Tim and I were talking before this, we have, what, thir- 35%
0: female listener base? Yeah, just, just under that, I think. Okay. So yeah, right yeah. in that vicinity. A surprising amount considering two male Hosts. yeah talking uh, about
2: drums talking about drums <laughs> <laughs> talking about drums. but here we are and uh I'm really grateful for that um so if you're listening to this and and you're thinking that in any area of your life you're not really sure if you if you are accepted you just feel judgment and condemnation you need to take a serious look at someone like Sarah who has excelled in her craft and gained the respect of everyone in the drumming community and um mm-hmm. I like that you're taking a stand for something you believe in and something that needs to be talked about because certainly Tim and I don't have the perspective to talk about it. I just don't right. know. Like I said, my experience was in '08. I heard it happen one time. It seemed weird to me, but it seemed like an anomaly, not the yeah. the the standard like status quo
0: norm. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: So it's good to know. It's good to talk about, and I think it's inspirational for a lot of girls that would be thinking, "Man, I wish I could excel at this thing," but I feel like I'm. I'm hitting this wall and I, I think the encouragement would be just to walk into a room with the confidence to say, you know what, we're all on the same playing field here. Other people may not see it that way. But I'm choosing to and I'm gonna sit down and do what I'm here to do. And that's exactly yeah. what you do.
1: And you know, like having like parents who are, you know, worried for their daughters, for their daughters to be like running around downtown carrying their drums alone at night or touring alone at night and you know, for the guys, the one advice that I give is like, you know, look out for those girls that are with you on the tour buses. Mm, mm. You know, if you see a girl, you know, picking up her drums, and I'm not saying that everybody needs help or they're scared. They are scared, but like for me, if it's like at three in the morning and I need to put my drums in the car or bring my car from the parking lot and it's far, I'm always looking for someone to tag along with. Mm, yeah. So like, yeah. just be aware of that, dude. Say, and there, there's yeah.
0: so much gravity in what you just said because. <laughs> yeah. As guy and Matt, maybe you feel differently, but as as a guy, I would never even think about that. I'd just be like lugging. Like I used to play in New York City all the time, Brooklyn, and Mm -hmm. I would never once think about. Oh, I'm I'm carrying you know a couple thousand dollars worth of equipment across the street to my trailer by myself. It's dark. It's 3 a.m. I wouldn't think twice about it. But you, as a female, not just as a drummer, but as a female, you have to think about that. (laughs) Oh, you uh, have to think about that's something that. that us as Men should, you know, we should be able to take that into consideration and, and think about that along with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Weren't we in a car together? Um, did we go back from Such and Live together? I'm trying to think.
1: Yeah, you were very nice. Like, you waited for me. We went back to the hotel together. Like, you were extremely kind oh, well, and supportive. Thank so you. I appreciate I, that. I bring that yeah. up. Thank
2: you very much. I bring that up because didn't we get in an Uber that? Was this with Sarah? We got in an Uber. One of the times I got in an Uber, and it was not the right Uber.
1: (laughs) It was the wrong Uber. Okay, so that was you (laughs) and myself, right? Yeah. Me and you.
2: (laughs) We got in an Uber, Tim. Okay, so we called an Uber. The Uber pulled up. We got in the Uber. We didn't. We didn't. We didn't do a whole lot of like guesswork or anything. It was just like we called an Uber. We got in the Uber. It was the right call. It was the right car. So we, we were going along, and all of a sudden, uh, I look at Sarah, and I'm like, wait a second, I'm, something's messed up because our Uber driver's on the phone with someone saying that he's supposed to be back at the venue that we just recorded at. And, yeah. But we're going to the hotel right now, so everything seems fine. <laughs> and then he gets off the phone, he's like, is your name blah, blah, blah? And we're like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so then we went back, right? All the way back yeah. to the venue. We were almost at the hotel. By the way, it's really late. We're just trying to go to bed. Yeah,
1: Yeah. thank God you were there. Like, if I was alone, I'd be like, oh, my God, I would be panicking.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It was a little freaky. I I got It was was a little, like, it was just weird. Like, we're in the wrong car. How did this happen? So we got back there, and it was the exact same car as the car we were in waiting for us. And then he was mad at us. And the people (laughs) wanting to get in the car that we took by accident were mad at, at us and at him. It was a whole thing.
1: Funny, yeah. That's that just crazy. brought back that yeah.
2: memory when you're like, yeah. When I have to go and it's dark and I'm hopping, so yeah. it's just like, oh yeah, this actually happened to us. <laughs> That's yeah.
0: crazy. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so you gave some really good advice um, to the guys listening to this podcast. You know, look out for. Uh, your female brothers or sisters, depending on how you look at it uh, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I'm curious to know, um speaking directly to our female audience, what advice would you give to other female drummers listening to this?
1: Hmm. Um, I would say, embrace who you are, no matter what anybody says. Mm. Um, like my growth as a drummer was. I have not met someone who's had a story like me, someone of an Indian background not having any sort of lessons and really had to kind of figure it out and having a lot of people along the way being like, you're not going to make it. Mm. Like, what are you doing with your life? And I just had to be my own cheerleader. And Mm. unfortunately for a lot of the women, we have to be our own cheerleader. Um, Mm. And just keep cheering on for yourself and just build that confidence in yourself. And don't seek validation from others to tell you that you're good. Educate yourself. Learn about mm. drums. Learn about what you want to do. So you just have to look inward instead of outward.
2: Hmm. Yeah. What, what, um, what do you attribute your ability to play drums to? And I mean practicing is included in there. But like, was there a chunk of time that you were putting in four hours, five hours, six hours a day practicing? Are you doing that now?
1: So, like right now I'm doing maybe like two hours a day, and but I'm constantly like listening to music, watching mm. videos, and like I wake yeah. up thinking about rhythms, and it's pretty crazy. It's, it's fun though. <laughs> it's cool. <laughs> um, in university, I was really crazy I, not that much, like four hours, you know, five hours, and then like classes on top of that and exams on top of that before wow. that. Yeah, like just before that, it was like maybe an hour or two a day making YouTube videos, just playing, gigging. Hmm. So, yeah. yeah. Would
2: you say that consistency, um, that you've been a consistent, you've been consistently practicing for years? Or or did you go through dry spells where you were burnt out or you just weren't able to play or didn't want to play?
1: Um, I feel like if I was burnt out, it would last for maybe a couple of days or if it lasted for months, I would figure out why. Hmm. So um, when before COVID I had a schedule to practice cause things were busy and now because I'm home, yeah. I'm like, I don't feel like following the schedule because I want to do what, what the heck I want, whatever I want. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I started getting pissed off that I started freaking out about m- not following my schedule and that took me away from what I wanted to achieve in my practice. Huh. Hmm. So what I did like two weeks ago was I ripped up all my practice sheets from 10 years ago that <laughs> I've been building on for 10 years. Seriously? And I th- wow. Yeah. I ripped up everything. And that had all the BPM markings and everything. And I can't even tell Jeez. you what a breath of fresh air. Huh. Because... I felt like when I was playing, I was like, oh yeah, remember that exercise? I can only do it up to 160 BPM. Or, or I can do it only until 140 BPM. And now it was like, let me associate what I'm practicing with music to the song that I'm listening to, to what I feel inspired to play. So it's coming from a creative space, hmm. So I feel like that has been working wonders for me. So I don't think about it. I need to practice every single day or else this will happen. I need to write down every BPM. For me, that doesn't work.
2: Yeah, that doesn't yeah. work for me either. I I, I think yeah. when you remove the sense of obligation, you allow right. space for creativity, for, for fun. We've talked about that. Tim and I have talked about this a lot. To, to his point earlier, you have to be motivated by something. Otherwise, you yeah, won't right. do it. So right. we're motivated by the fact that this is fun. Oftentimes I'm motivated by the fact that I have a tour in two weeks and I don't want to suck in front of 2000 people. Um, so there's, there are all sorts of different motivations, but one motivation that doesn't seem to help all that much, at least long term, is an obligation to do something that I think is when it, it turns into a sense of work and duty and, um, yeah. Yeah, that can that can get tough. So I understand that. I, I Man, I would have loved to have had
0: those papers, though. <laughs> Why'd you have to rip them up? You could have just sent them to Matt. I'll send <laughs> you a blast thing. bell in exchange. Yeah. One is worth well, more than writing. the other.
1: <laughs> well, if I start writing some again, I'll send it your way. I'll mail it to you. There you go. <laughs> it's Actually, it's funny
0: that you brought that up, though, because this is something I was thinking about the other day. Because... Um, I'm gonna say my typical cliche sentence. I work in marketing. I say this in every episode. I work in marketing. There's a, a clear break between the management team and the creative team, mm-hmm. and this isn't just because you know one's more valuable than the other or whatever. This is just because we think differently, right? And there is no real global construct for creativity. Because it's it doesn't you can't fit it inside of a box. As soon as you start to try to control it or create some methodology behind it, it gets stale, yeah. right? So, in your case, you had these sheets, and for a while, it might have helped you be creative. It, it helped you uh, advance and perfect your your abilities, but at some point, it was actually a wall. It was a hindrance to you, and and you had to rip that apart, um, both. In reality, but also figuratively, yeah. uh, metaphorically, yeah. to break out of that wall, yeah. to actually expand that creativity and, and, you know, stretch your mind a little bit. And it's just interesting because, uh, you know, it's a different, like a lot of people actually don't understand mm-hmm. creativity mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah. that. You know, people are like, tell me how long it's going to take for you to do this. And it's like, well, I don't really know because... <laughs> I've never written this exact song before how, you know, you know, tell me how long it's going to be to record this part. You know, I I don't know how long's the song five takes maybe. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, how do you, how do you gauge creativity? How do you put it into a structure? You can't. And that's part of the beauty of creativity, Mm. right? Yeah, that's
2: true. true. How, how are you doing with with COVID and everything with the shutdown and, and being at home? How are things going for you?
1: You know what, surprisingly, things have been really busy, busier than I thought, Mm, like a lot of albums and recordings and stuff from my place, which has been fantastic. That's cool. Um, Like Toronto, I'm in Canada, so things are, they're under control, like the cases have gone up because school has opened, but I've done some live stream gigs, Um, I have a couple of gigs coming up. Nice. Um, I'm just trying to build my social media following, my online following, and so... It's it's been inspiring.
2: That's cool. Well, um yeah. while we're talking about that, uh if you haven't already or you don't already follow uh Sarah on Instagram, Sarah, what is your Instagram?
1: Sarah T Drum Guru. There you
2: go, Guru. So, it's always fun. <laughs> I've talked about this with Tim. There are a couple drummers that when I'm going through and I see that they post something, depends what I'm doing, I might watch, I might not. But um, you know, you're you're a drummer that I think a lot of people would stop and watch um and I think I just want to talk about that a little bit because what what do you think it is about let's just say it is Instagram where you're, you're scrolling through someone's feed you're scrolling through your feed what would make you stop on a drummer like maybe I know you like Ash Stone, so maybe a drummer like Ash Stone's video
1: so when I Watch all of his videos. (laughs) (laughs) So do we. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Like, I know he's recording for an artist or he's experimenting with the groove in his wicked studio. Like, there's purpose behind each post. Mm -hmm. And I feel like when I'm looking at other people, what's the purpose? Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Yeah.
2: That's a great point. So, you know Mm -hmm. that there's a backstory to this. It's not just that he curated this for you to see, there's a story behind what he's doing. Huh. Yeah, mm. that's true. And there really is with him. I saw a couple of days ago, he <laughs> posted that. He's like, thank you. Um, thank you, Alicia Keys, for having me on one of your songs. That was cool. So I'm like, wow. I... No big deal. No <laughs> <Yeah>, big deal.
0: <laughs> Just another, you know, single for Alicia yeah. Keys. I, I, crazy, I don't man.
2: think about him having work. like Like right now, he's probably recording. It's a little late, but he could be recording something for somebody. And he doesn't talk yeah. about it. And it comes right. out, maybe he'll talk about it. But I went and listened to it and I'm like, yeah, I can hear Ash in this. Yeah. Um, so that that's a great point. Purpose. You're scrolling through purpose. and you, you see someone with purpose.
1: And intention. I feel like it's easy to sense out the intention that someone has behind a post. Yeah. Like you can tell, oh, they just want to go viral. Oh, they're mm. just trying to get the views. Or, oh, man, they're passionate. Yeah. Oh, man, yeah. there's a reason. Yeah.
2: So that's cool. Yeah. I like the way you put that. Huh. So that. if yeah. you're listening to this and you're thinking about, you know, how to get views, there's also the algorithm. So there, there are a couple uphill battles to climb, but definitely a good spot would be Instagram um, hashtags. We've talked about that on this on this podcast before too. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. That's actually how Tim you found Sarah through a
0: hashtag, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's 100% a hashtag find wow. for me. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag life yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice gots to do those hashtags that's, yeah mm-hmm. that's
2: incredible <laughs> so okay so my last question and then we'll get to some um uh some some uh some listener questions uh what's what is something that you've learned recently it doesn't have to be drumming it could be something else but what is something that you've learned and you've been able to implement
1: I would say silence, like sitting in silence. Um, And when you're sitting in silence, you realize that you're alive, you become in the moment, and like you kind of fill with gratitude. Um, So I've just been learning to just sit in silence, like meditating, and I feel like I've been using this time really to reset Hmm. my way of thinking, um exercising a lot more and i feel like the the biggest thing has just been sitting in silence every single day.
0: Hmm.
2: How much time? Yeah.
1: Um i'm not the best at it. Like i would say like 10 minutes a day.
2: Yeah, 10 minutes complete silence.
1: Yeah. Complete like close my eyes, maybe like meditate, but 10 minutes feels like an eternity by the way if you're sitting in silence.
2: <laughs> yeah. 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 It
1: feels like a long time. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> are you but having yeah. yeah, are you having to like stop thinking about stuff during that time like you said oh i needed to do this or i want to do this or
1: so i just feel like i'm a very like hyperactive person i'm very like let's go 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 or like let's play and yeah. I'm just like, oh, yeah okay like just acknowledge the thoughts that you're getting and just kind of be present in the moment and it just brings a lot of clarity like even when i'm about to do these gigs or even before we started our session is just like take a deep breath and acknowledge the moment hmm.
0: Yeah. Hmm.
2: yeah i like that that's That is a a theme I think we could all run with more often. Our lives are crazy busy. It's crazy busy. busy.
1: Like, we don't get a chance to smell the flowers. Like, can you imagine? I would have never seen this coming in January at Nam. Like, can you, like, if someone said, hey, we're all going to be wearing masks and sanitizing ourselves and the borders (laughs) are going to be closed. And we're like, what, like, movie are you writing, you know? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, it's like a lot of those things that were normal, we took for granted. Now we're dying to go on tour again. Yeah. So it's like, imagine just like when all this starts up again, like remember to be silent and enjoy and don't take anything for granted, mm. I would say. Mm. Yeah. That's really good. That is
2: really yeah. good. Oh. Thank you so much for sharing that. I like that. This has been yeah. a lot of fun and it's it's been very calming. There are, are yeah. certain yeah. people that bring a sense of calm and um, I think whatever you're doing is working for you. So thank you. Thank I think we you. all could use more of it.
0: Yeah. yeah yeah thank you that's great so um we have a uh we have a a group of people we we refer to as the inner circle uh mm-hmm. the holy ghost notes inner circle and uh they're a group of people who are supporting us and helping us uh keep our podcast going mm-hmm. um so we threw out there that you were going to be coming on the podcast and asked uh, if anyone had a question. And there's one specific question I actually want to ask, and it's from um, Jeremy Boxerman. And he wants to know—we kind of touched on this a little bit already. Sorry, but Tim. He wants to know—it's all right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, he wants to know what your Zildjian live experience was like and if you have a, a favorite moment.
1: Ooh. Um, my favorite moment was at the beginning when it's when Spud starts playing the 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 ostinato, the bump ba, the bum ba, I'm like, oh man, what's gonna happen next? <laughs> so like that was my most exhilarating and and fun part that I would say. That's what so what cool. time
2: signature is that part in?
1: That was in three, bah, so it's bah. like. Yeah. Bah bah. Da da. Mm-hmm. okay yeah.
2: yeah oh okay bah bah. yeah bah da bah da okay yeah okay yeah well the way you played it it's it doesn't necessarily feel like you're stuck in three um <laughs> so well done <laughs> 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 well done what what was it what was that experience if you were to rank zildjian live on a scale of say 1 to 10 of all the things you've done in your life drumming-wise, 1 being um, the highest profile, most intimidating, most on the line, this is scary, and 10 being like, ah, it's child's play.
1: So this is the thing. It's just I feel like because I didn't know what to expect, like I was going to think like Sarah Hagen, and they're just going to be like, you're not playing. Or I was ready for that. So I just feel like my anxiety was on like 100, which just made the experience a lot more stressful. Mm -hmm. I feel like I could have played way better. Like my snare lugs were getting undone and you saw my cymbal stand was falling and you and Aaron were like fixing it. I'm like, this is chaotic. Like, is the world gonna end? (laughs) So
0: little did you know. Yeah, little exactly right. <laughs>
1: Man, so I feel like that's what was happening in my mind, and I just I felt like I could have played better. Like I, I, yeah, that's my one sure. little thing. But um, I just felt like the nerves came from like lack of sleep and not knowing what was going to happen.
2: Man, but otherwise,
1: it was a very crazy experience.
2: We were so tired. Mm. Uh yeah. Do you remember the day of the show? The I talk everything. I talk about stuff like it's a show. Um, it kind of was. The day of the recording, we met in the lobby. Lobby call was like 10 a.m. or something. I was like, so how Mm -hmm. was your morning? You get to sleep in. You're like, nope. Woke up at 5, worked (laughs) out.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I went for a run in the morning.
2: (laughs) We got back at 3. So I'm not great at math, but I'm pretty sure it's like two
1: hours. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, literally. Oh,
2: coffee. Lots and lots of that Mm. Starbucks coffee. Thank God for coffee.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Man, what an
2: experience. I will never forget that. And I'm just so glad I got to meet you. And we got to do a cool little video together where it's like, hey, Matt and Sarah, go out and, you know, just like explore Burbank a little bit together. Um, (laughs) Yeah. And uh, I just felt like, you know, in general, people talk about experiences as being life changing. I feel like it's thrown around a little bit. Similarly to the word I was talking about this last night uh, with a friend, the word love We talk about love, like, oh, I love drums. I love you. I love coffee. It's like those are three three very different forms of love. Same thing is kind of true with a life-changing experience. The word gets dissolved in all different sorts of contexts. But that seriously was a life-changing week for me. Uh, One of the reasons was I got to meet Ash, Mm -hmm. um, and I got to meet you, and I got to hang out with Aaron. Those were Mm. three biggies. Ash really melted he 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 kind of melted me a little bit like he he made me realize that the biggest probably the biggest name drummer that i know is someone who likes you and wants to wow. listen and have fun with you and laugh at your jokes and call and yeah. calls you ash called me the day my my zildjian live came out and just congratulated wow. me and then hanging out with you and seeing the fact that you were able to deal with everything in the moment and you were just such a nice person to be around and then of course Aaron is just supportive and just a wonderful person that was a life-changing week it really was and what's cool is if you're listening to this and you're like well I wasn't there I don't care actually you can go kind of see <laughs> the family the community yeah. that we had there it's all documented and there's four or five drummers out now
1: yeah I think it was so. it was
2: me Stanton Moore is out JD Beck's out you're out ash just came out a little bit ago ash yeah so there's like five yeah marcus yeah yeah, six so uh go check out the zildjian lives they're awesome especially check out sarah's follow her on (laughs) instagram and you certainly won't regret it
0: and watch till the very end like like these guys are saying like it is so cool i love the interaction after there's like a minute or two of footage after the drum solo you know it's like they're just hanging out, congratulating each other, talking about their favorite moments of the solo, yeah. like Ash's pause. Yeah. Grand Canyon, fill. <laughs> Grand Apparently Canyon Phil. Apparently it's called the Grand Canyon Phil. The <laughs> leap over the cliff.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's great, yeah, yeah. Definitely go check those out. And check out Sarah, uh, Instagram, Sarah T Drum Guru, and YouTube as well, youtube.com slash Sarah T Guru, right? Mm hmm. Awesome. I have one more question for you before we wrap if you're cool with it. Yes. So I'm just really curious to know cuz you know you've been changing up your practice schedule and and breaking out of that box and I I just want to know what uh what skill or technique have you been uh, been working on recently?
1: Mm-hmm. I would say coordination. So meaning like keeping my hi-hat consistent maybe ride consistent and like snare playing different patterns so just like keeping some things, some limbs consistent and playing rhythms over it or playing like Mm. like the whole theme and variation thing so yeah that helps you keep up your technique because to do one thing and then maybe to do like over the bar line things with your other limbs and stuff so exploring a bunch of that i like
2: that yeah that's awesome i think i think this episode should be called silence It's just, it's perfect for the drumming topics and just everything else. The fact that, uh, Sarah, your ability to play, you seem to find pockets where you you leave stuff and then you fill it in and then you're keeping your Mm hi-hat going and then it's craziness again, you know? And I I think it would be very uh, suitable,
0: a suitable topic. Well, Matt, based on all of our technical difficulties that we've had, there's a good chance that all it will be (laughs) is silence. (laughs)
1: True.
0: True. Not today, though. Not, Not today. today. <laughs> Not today. We're doing it right this time. <laughs> we, we
2: we finally got it right for Sarah. So thank you so much, Sarah. This has been a blast. We really appreciate you coming on the show. Yeah. It's thank my so pleasure.
1: Much. Thanks for having me. Absolutely.
0: Peace. <laughs> All right. Peace. All right. <laughs> So there you have it, Sarah Thauer. Um, man, what a what a great, great conversation. Um, I, I I say this every time, but all these conversations are just great. I it, I always continue to think about these conversations after the fact for like weeks, and um, and this one was no different. It was uh, just refreshing. I don't know how else to describe it. Like, it really was just, we, we finished and it was like, wow, oh, I feel at peace. I feel rested and relaxed. It was, it was, um, it was crazy. But I think that the main takeaway is that, you know, um, sometimes it is helpful just to stop and be quiet. Like, just let yourself have some time in silence and, and think. And ponder and pray and meditate or whatever, um, whatever you need to do in that time. I, I think it's um, it's helpful. I, one thing I realized was, you know, I, I work remote a lot at this point, and so uh, I don't have much of a commute, and I actually kind of miss that time in the car um, to listen to podcasts or to music or or just to drive in silence and and think. It was uh, you know during those times where I would really be creative. Uh, sometimes I'd write music while I was driving on the road, uh, write drum parts, um, and illegally record them into my voice memos on my phone while I was driving. <laughs> um, but it was just a time to like sit and reflect and, and think, and it was important. And, and so I think we all need that time, and, and I'm in the process of, of trying to find that time uh, throughout the day or during, you know, at some point during the day, um, in lieu of my commute. So, um, I'd encourage you all to do the same. I think it's, um, I think it's important. And, uh, yeah, I, I hope that you guys got something from this conversation. I'd love to hear what you guys have to say about it. If you have any concerns or questions or thoughts or anything at all to say, um, you can reach out to us, Matt and Tim at the theholyghostnotes.com, or you can hit us up on our social media accounts um, on Instagram, at Holy Ghost Notes, uh, Twitter at this point, uh, Facebook, um, yeah, anywhere. Um, we'd love to hear from you, love to hear what you have to say, and um, I know that Sarah would as well. So um, definitely let her know what you guys thought about this interview, and yeah. Thank you, Sarah, for coming on and um, for gracing us with your presence. It's uh, really, was really an honor and really a great conversation. So, yeah. So there we have it. Um, I'm going at this uh, outro solo once again. Uh, Matt is busy with uh, the band and with farming and getting ready for the uh, Thrill Seeker live stream. Um, once again, they'll be going through Thrill Seeker front to back, and then they'll have some Messengers encores that they'll be playing. Um, So if you haven't heard about it, head on over to August Burns Red's profile, check that out. It's going to be awesome. Um, And yeah, I think it's Matt's birthday coming up. Uh, Today is the 25th, if you're listening on the release date, and uh, Matt's birthday is on the 28th, so happy birthday to Matt. Um, (laughs) He's not here right now, so I can't Uh, really sing to him or anything but Matt if you're listening happy birthday man we all appreciate you and um, yeah thanks for being a part of this podcast with me so um, a few quick things before we wrap up Um, I got some new shout outs for our inner circle so big shout out to Greg LaFranchi I hope I said that right Uh, Aaron Steele and Andy and Bimbo my dude Uh, Andy and I go way back. Really good to have uh, you guys in the inner circle. And have had some great conversations with you already. So um, thank you. Uh, For those of you that missed it at the beginning, we do have a Patreon. It's uh, patreon.com slash holyghostnotes. And uh, that just helps support the podcast. Helps us keep going. um, Helps us stay ad-free. And if you're interested, feel free to go check it out. If you're not interested... No worries. <laughs> uh, we also have uh, new merch up at shop.theholyghostnotes.com. Uh, the hoodie that I'm wearing right now and a new T-shirt and some stickers. Uh, so check that out if you're interested. Um, and uh, make sure you're using the hashtag Holy Ghost Notes on your drum videos. We do a Groove of the Week every single week, and I would love to feature you guys, so make sure you're uh, using that hashtag on your drum grooves they've been awesome so far Um, and let's see what else, we've got a blog or a devotional series up on our website, theholyghostnotes.com you can check that out we've been going through the book of Mark um, and I know a number of you have been benefiting from it so um, thank you for your input so far and your comments Um, it's been great I've been learning a lot from it too. So uh, check it out if you're interested. Uh, Make sure to follow us on the socials. And if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, drop us a rating if you could. That'd be great. Um, Supposedly it helps us out. (laughs) So, yeah, um, that's about it. Thank you guys so much for listening um, and for sticking with me without Matt here. I know it's not quite as interesting, and I start to... Drone on when I'm when I'm talking, I start to think like like right now I'm thinking like am I crazy for just talking to myself? I've never really done this before. Just talked into a microphone and you know I'm talking to you guys, but I'm technically just here in this room talking to myself, and it makes me wonder a little bit. But <laughs> I should probably stop before I lose myself and. Uh... <laughs> start to sound crazy so uh thank you guys so much for listening and uh we've got a lot of really exciting things coming up uh some great episodes for you so uh looking forward to uh talking to you guys soon as usual but without matt peace